The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you believe that life and business success only happens when you are young and hungry? Think about some of the most famous entrepreneurs who achieve their greatest success later in life after a few trials and setbacks. Welcome to Second Wind Success with your host, Gene Garino. Get ready to take the journey. The best in life is just ahead. Here's Gene Garino. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino with Second Wind Success. Glad to have you here with us. This show is all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. So glad you're with us. We've had some wonderful guests on the show recently. We have CJ Carolyn Matthews here with us, and I have a special guest to introduce you to in just a minute here. But last week's guest was phenomenal. I hope you guys listened to that show. But it was really great to hear about his he had some failures in life, right? He had success, but some failures in life and came out of that. So today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about getting out of the gap, getting through the gap. You know, sometimes things don't work out just right. Second wind success is all about finding that that path to your greatest success. And it's probably not your first endeavor. You're, it's probably not when you're 18 or 28. It might be when you're 48 or 58. And when you're looking for that second wind success, sometimes we get a, a setback. And sometimes it feels like we're kind of in that doldrum and we need to get out. We need to get out of that and move forward. And sometimes that can be difficult. We call that the gap. And maybe you find yourself in that gap right now. You, you had some success, you did some things, but you got knocked down. You're in between and you're looking forward to that second win success. So today we're going to talk about that gap. Right, I, CJ? Yeah, and I'm very excited about that because I myself, along with many other people I know, have experienced that gap. And sometimes when you're in it, you just don't feel like you're going to ever get it out. And you can, bridging the gap, as I call it, can sometimes be a little bit of a struggle um, not only because you're sort of licking your wounds from the the mess that may have happened, the catastrophe that occurred to you, yeah, and so that's what we're you know that's what we're talking about today. I'm excited about it. You know, sometimes we feel like we're the only ones. We're the only ones that ever had a problem in our lives, and that's not true. I mean, a lot of people haven't. I think part of it is just kind of letting other people know, not complaining, not whining, but just here's where I'm at and looking for some insight from somebody else. And Second Wind Success, hopefully, will give you some of that insight here today. Yes. So let me go ahead and I'm going to introduce our special guest to us. He's going to sound a lot like me because it's my brother, Jim. So Jim is here. (laughs) We're actually in town doing some business together with Carolyn and Jim and myself and some others on the business that we're all involved in, residential assisted living. And we get so excited about that. We talk about it a lot on the show here. But Jim was here in town. I asked him to come on in on the show. And I asked him, what does he want to talk about? And one of the things he brought up is this gap. You know, what do we do to get through it? So Jim, welcome. <laughs> what is that? I'm just licking my wounds. You, know, <laughs> you need a napkin or what? I mean, gee whiz, licking your wounds. Well, you know, you talk about the gap. And I mean, if you haven't been there, uh, get ready. It's coming. I mean, it happens to everybody, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, at, at least once. Point. At least once, we're going to say. And how do you grow if you're not in, if you don't go there at some point? And really comes down to how do you define success? So, I mean, how do you guys see that? 
You know, we've talked about this before on the show, um, and everybody is different. For some people, it's more money, um, better lifestyle, or time freedom. You know, I think sometimes when we go through this gap where we've had um, a, a failure of some sort, we get to reanalyze and reexamine what we love and what we don't really want in our life again. And that's really the beauty of being in the gap. You know, that's true. I, as soon as you said that, the idea of, you know, licking your wounds and so on and, and then being in the gap, I think of a wheel, like a, like a hamster wheel. And a lot of times people are just on that. And sometimes you get knocked down and it's the best thing in the world that ever happened because you're out of the rat race. You are on the sideline. It feels bad. But on the other hand, you now can choose and you can design exactly what you want to do. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think there's uh, part of it is learning. Or part of the joy of success is learning to enjoy the gaps because um, they're inevitable. They're going to happen. They happen to everybody. And yet it's a great time to reflect and to sharpen and improve, find out what went wrong how and what you need to do differently. So, for example, let's say you're listening today and you're saying, you know, uh, you know, I, I poured out my blood, sweat, and tears at this company for the last 25 years, and all I do, you know, I get no respect, now I'm laid off. Mm. And then I go to the next company. I worked there for three years, and now I'm 50 years old, and I'm told that I'm too old and I'm uh, too educated. So, I mean, it's part of the gap. And yet, what do I do with that information now that I plan on potentially working for another 15 or 20 years? Yeah, that's interesting, the idea of getting laid off. I I can't re really relate to that because I've never actually had a job. The only job that you and I ever had together, Jim, was the idea of youth ministry. Way, way, way back when, we were doing it as volunteers, and then they ended up, they were going to replace us with a paid person. And it was like, awesome. And they couldn't find somebody. They came back to us and basically gave us a check for doing what we were doing for free. But other than that, I've never, ever received a paycheck from somebody else. So the idea of layoff is just so foreign to me. I can't even relate to that. Yeah, but the most, I mean, most people in our generation were raised with the idea that you worked eight to five and, and 40 years. I mean, I'm on the tail end of the baby boomers. But everyone in front of me was raised that eight to five, five days a week idea, and you worked hard. That was the key word, you know, work hard, have a good work ethic. And I think we had, to, many of us had to retrain ourselves to work smart. I think you all were lucky because you started early in how you did things uh, as entrepreneurs. I, I think the rest of us were stuck with having to relearn, n as we joke around, not to cut off the edges of the, um, what is it, the meatloaf? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, the ham before the you ham. put it in the pan. It's yeah, the way tell we've the story, Gene. Tell the story. Well, whatever we were talking about yesterday, it was the concept of why do you do what you do? And there's someone who's making a ham and they cut off the ends of the ham before they did it and somebody asked at the dinner table why do you do that and they kind of scratched their head well that's why we always did it and when they went back and asked grandma they said well that's because the pan was just so big and in order to fit the ham in the pan we had to cut off the ends of it so here it is years later it's a family tradition to cut it off and there's no reason for it other than her pan was too small so we keep doing the same thing over and over just because we're going to question all those things but the idea of entrepreneurship, you said, uh, fortunate that we got started early doing that. I just find it really interesting because I always look at it as a choice. You can either do your own thing or work for somebody else's thing. 
I want to know where you wait two. Wait, let's tell the truth, Gene. Let's face it, you weren't college material. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I went to college, you know, the rat sculler. <laughs> for all the way. He two played days. at the bars at the college, is what he did. <laughs> he played went for music. two days. That's right. I worked at the college. That's right. <laughs> Playing in the band. The uh, So, what do you, what, you know, when you say, I'm no, not sure what you're saying. No, I'm there. just teasing you, but uh, no, you were college material. Both of our parents were, you know, taught at college level. But, um, you know, Gene and I were different than our other brothers and sisters in the sense that um, we were uh, decided to be self-educated, you might say. And one of the ways we learn the best is simply to, you know, just go out and to uh, do things. And we learn by doing. And that's just another whole way of doing things is learn by doing. Now, okay, i got to ask you guys because, you know, I was an only child. Mm-hmm. And I was raised a lot with my grandparents uh, with a mom who was a single mom who was also a teacher. So she was in the system as I call it, the system. And uh, so she was in the system of teaching people how to stay in the system. You know, that was kind of what it was. And so when I I was raised in California, we had early computers. We got early computers. And many of my friends that graduated from high school with me or the year before me went to go work for Sony as programmers because it wasn't being taught in college. You had to be self-taught. Now, this is back in the 80s, very, very early 80s. Wow. And they were getting paid mm, 60 grand a year back in the early 80s. So wow. what is that in today's dollars? At least double that. And they were they were barely 18. I mean, mm. some of them had, had to wait to be 18 to um, actually go to work. But that was really the start of the change of um, you don't need to go to college to be, to be rich. Because we had all been taught to cut off the edges of the ham, and what that meant was you went to college for four years. Now, the other story is I was raised kind of, you know, both white-collar and blue-collar. My high school it leaned a little bit more to the blue-collar. Many of my friends became police officers hmm. and plumbers. Police officers and plumbers. Yes. Dealing with poo either way. Yes. <laughs> but here's the thing. All my plumbing friends that didn't, you know, snort or drink it all, have become very wealthy. So, and then there are my college friends who maybe went into, you know, finance and things like that. But we were not designed to be self-employed. We were not designed to be entrepreneurship. In fact, entrepreneurship was not a word that we really used. Um, there were kind of programs for it. Um, and And for me... But I watched me go through four years of school while my friends were earning sixty grand a year, coming out and earning the exact amount per dollar mm. per per dollar per hour that I did going in. So you can imagine my frustration. Well, you know, second wind success, the whole concept of helping baby boomers find that second wind success. We talked about the gap itself and some people being in a gap where they're not quite sure where they are at this moment. They kind of got knocked down and how do they get through that? All the way back to where do we start and then success paths. So, Jim, you asked a question, the idea of what is success? You know, what is success? So how would you define it? What is success? Well, I think it, it changes depending on how old you are. You know, when you're younger, when you're in your 20s and 30s, everybody's trying to climb some kind of ladder. And they feel like, well, the more money I have, the better car, the more clothes, the more fun I have. That's success. And when you get to be to that point where you're midlife or maybe 40s or 50s, and you've had some kids and life goes along, success is, I think, redefined differently by a lot of us. And so we start to value our health better. We start to value our free time 
Uh, we start to look at things differently, and it's not just about the stuff and uh, very true. You know, the the stuff we have. As a matter of fact, that gets in the way. Well, with Second Wind Success I've, and everything I've done, I've had the privilege of training and talking to, speaking to hundreds of thousands of people all around the world. And a lot of times they ask, I ask the question, what is success for you? And how do you define it? And a lot of times people do boil it down to money. And really, when you ask them why, why do you want that money? Why do you want that $10,000 a month? And that's why I got into the residential assisted living because it's a great cause, but it can also create that wonderful significant income stream. But why do you want that? And I think a lot of people really want the money to be able to create the time freedom. I also think it's, uh, I also think it's the time freedom, but it's also security. We have this, uh, I think, an illusion that the more money you have, the more secure you are. Yet you could have $10 million in the bank and come down with cancer the next day, which could be another in-the-gap setback how do you deal with that situation? Health. Right. Sure. Yeah, right. That's a huge one. I will tell you, as somebody who has had health problems throughout my life, money does make it easier. Mm. It just is. And so the security piece for me is definitely that. It's almost like I want an emergency fund um, and to make sure that I can go have those good times um, you know, right away that's instead of having to, to save up. And that's why we <laughs> need to learn it. how to live in the moment without right? going overboard and in excess. And there's a balance. Right, yeah. And, and I've had to learn how to do it because success for me for many years was something I was going to get to in the future. And I'd always be working towards the future. And I didn't have that sense of joy and contentment in the present. And I think I've discovered that now. And Well, that's really, really important. I know yesterday, again, we're here all together. We had a meeting and it was kind of <laughs> like an intervention yesterday for, for me at, at different times because with – we, we have an academy where we teach others how to start these homes, these residential assisted living homes, and we train people from all over the country and they come in and the, the training itself is very uh, successful and people have tremendous success doing this business. And uh, But when we're there, it's also really easy to get caught up in the work of doing many things. And as an entrepreneur, usually you're doing more than one thing, uh, talking about things can be taken away. So instead of having one business, you might have two or three or four or five. And so you're doing a lot of things that are full-time, and it's very easy to just get caught up in that of just doing and doing and doing and not designing that life. So let's, when we, on our next section, we talked a little bit about the gap itself of how we can be in there. We're going to come back to that. But then let's talk about how do we design that life to get out of that gap because somebody who's listening right now, you may be in that spot right now where you're looking at that and you are in that gap where you've had a little struggle, you've had a little uh, setback in your life, and now you're wondering, what do I do to get out of that? So let's talk about that. How do we get out, and how do we design that life? Does that work good? I think that's great, um, because I think that's the most important part, to be able to really get, you know, you know that you're in the gap. The, the loss of hope is what keeps you in there. Loss of hope. Mm-hmm. The loss of hope is what keeps you in there. And, le- and I speak from... Um, from a place of, I know it. And so if I can get out, you can get out. It's possible. Mm. That's good stuff. And you know, there's a lot of people that need to hear exactly this. So you may be listening to this right now. Maybe you downloaded it and you're listening to it later and you're looking for something. Second Wind Success is all about helping baby boomers or anybody, it doesn't matter what age you are, finding your second wind success probably didn't happen right out of high school, right out of college where it was your first endeavor, your first try. It took more than that. And maybe you're now at a point where you're comfortable, but you're still on that rat race on that wheel and you need to get off that. And again, a lot of times when people say to me, oh, I got laid off, I say, great, 
And they're like, what, are you nuts? No, awesome, you've got all of your time. You now can design, it's a clean slate. The problem is we then get caught up in the minutia of how do I feed myself? How do I take care of the family? Right. And that can be absolutely Details. overwhelming. <laughs> right. Yeah, real life sets in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, if you, I got lucky enough that my son was already in college. So he was in college when you had an issue that came up? Um, it, well, there were some more before that. But, but <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. We're going to go in depth. Well, this is Second Wind Success, all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. And we'll be right back. We've got our guest with us here today, Jim Garino. He came in from Nashville, Tennessee. I'd say just for the show, but you're here for other things too. But it's great to have you here. And CJ Carolyn Matthews as well. So we'll be right back with Second Wind Success. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom, dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe and taken care of and loved on, all the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well, well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here, and this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's ralacademy.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino here with Carolyn C.J. Matthews and our special guest, Jim Garino. And we're here with Second Wind Success. This show is all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. You know, you may be listening to this, you may be driving down the road. Maybe you came from work and you're working for somebody else helping their dreams become a reality. 
Today, I want to challenge you a little bit. Some of you may find yourself looking for that purpose, and maybe you're in that gap, and that means between where you were and where you're going, because your greatest success is ahead of you. It's not behind you. It's kind of halftime, wherever you're at in life right now, whether you're 40 or 60, it's it's halftime. Whatever happened in the first half, you can't change, but you win the game at the end of the game, the last quarter, the last few minutes. So the question is really, if you're in that gap where you find yourself, you're not where you want to be, you have an opportunity to change that. So what we're going to talk about right now with with Jim and with CJ is the whole concept of planning your life. You know, where do you start? Where do you guys start when you're setting goals for the big picture, not for what I'm going to do today, but the bigger picture? Because it's hard to think about 10 years in the future. I want to, I always think about today. I'm so, you know, right now. So how do you think about the bigger picture? What do you do to do that? Well, as a, you know, I had been a career and life coach for years before um, getting into assisted living and also helping people with um, their internet and things like that. So one of the things I would do with my clients was just stop and breathe for a second. Stop and breathe. There's a good yes. step one. Stop. stop I'm and writing breathe. that down. Yeah, stop and here's and the reason breathe. why is because breath allows your body. First of all, it allows your mind to quiet enough that you can hear what it's trying to tell you. And it allows your body to relax enough because, as we know, all those chemicals go out when you're under stress. It's just, it's stress. Mm. But by breathing in and just letting it out a few times, it gives you a reset, which then allows you to start thinking again. So my first advice is stop and just breathe and then decide. And the decision always is, what would be my perfect life? And sometimes people can't think of that because there's, you know, maybe there's a lack of hope. Maybe they're not exactly sure what they want. But I'm going to tell you what, you know what you don't want. You always know what you don't want. That's good. So you make that list. You can type it up if you want to. People say handwrite it. But, you know, look, my son's dysgraphic and writing just doesn't work for him. So type it up if if you're one of those. It does work better when you write it. And that's all you do is that you're just going to write that list of things that you don't want in your life because all you have to do is flip the coin and look at the other side. So if I don't want that, what does it, what's the opposite of that? Now, I'm, I'm going to pause for a second. Mm. Keep your train of thought because mm. that was awesome. I have a hard time thinking about what do I want because I just enjoy the doing many times. And what I want is hard, but what I don't want, that, I've never... I wrote that down. I hope you guys did too. Don't pull over the car and do it. But the point is, stop and breathe. Listen to yourself, your body, your spirit, your mind, and then decide. Decide what you want or what you don't want. That's really powerful. I just needed to pause on that for a moment. What's number three? So the next thing after deciding what you do want because you know what you don't want is you also take a look at your value system. So what is really important to you? Do you want more time uh, with your family? Do you want time to travel? What kind of lifestyle do you really want? Some people are very happy living on the beach in a trailer with a surfboard. Other people want the city, they want the high rise, they want the fancy car. Both are perfectly fine. It's totally up to you. You get to make it any way you want to make it. That's your decision. And we're here to support you in that as best we can. The best thing that you can do by making that is now you at least have a direction. And now the rest of the story is maybe even the how. You've gotten where you want to go. Okay, how do I get that? 
How do I make lots of money if you want to live in the high rise? How do I buy a trailer and a really hot surfboard if you want to live at the ocean? Now, you, you mentioned the, the how, yeah. but that should be pretty, you know, preceded by the why. Why do you want it? But Well, that's the value system. So that's the, the value, value system. system. So let's go into a little more detail about that. So the value system on, you know, what is more, what's more important to you is spending time. That allows you to design and find and open your uh, mind up to opportunity for finding the exact right fit for you and how you want to create that money. I know for me, I always wanted a little more money than what I had because, as we said, when I came out of college, I was earning the exact same amount that I went in. Mm. Now, luckily, I didn't have debt. I was able to work my way through, and I also had my grandparents who helped me. So the bottom line for me was that um, I just really wanted the security and the ability to travel and to meet and see new cultures, that was for me was very important. So when I lost that and then had my, you know, gap moment or two, that was one of the things that was in my value system. Whatever I did needed to have the flexibility that I could, I could walk on a plane and go travel somewhere anytime I wanted. I will tell you, however, as becoming an entrepreneur, I fell into the busyness, thinking busyness was getting work done working hard. So we have to like reprogram ourselves into understanding the the how. I could not imagine earning more than $10 an hour at one point in my life. Wow. Mhm. It did not it was like it was like every job I applied for was 10 bucks an hour. Everything I did. So how do I get from $10 an hour where I'm barely making it? Um, cuz this is in San Francisco and $10 an hour didn't go very far back then either. So $10 an hour, how do I get from $10 an hour to $50 an hour or $200 an hour? How do I do that? You know, that's really interesting because that's a mindset as into your own personal value of yourself, of Absolutely. your time, and how you compare yourself to other people. Uh, and I always look at it not getting down on attorneys, but I always look at that. They have no problem with saying I'm $500 an hour. And it's like, whoa, why are you worth $500 an hour and the plumber is worth $50 an hour? And yet somebody else working in an office is saying, I'm worth 10. Why did that plumber say he's worth 50? Because he hung around with other people that said, you're worth 50. And why did the attorney say it? Because that's what they all tell each other. You're worth 500 an hour. I think everybody's worth 500 an hour, but or nobody's worth 500 an hour. It's, it's one or the other, but there really is no one is more important or better than the other. But people, people, uh, you know, people get stuck on... Um, uh, Com- doing comparison. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. they get stuck on that. And really, uh, one of the biggest marketing things that people out there need to know is never compete on price. It's never about price. It's always about the value that you're going to add to the person's life and deciding that you're worth that because of what will happen when they either learn from you or you provide your service to them. So if you're out there, and let's say you have been laid off and you're in our baby boomer age, um, understand you guys have a lot of experience, and that is really valuable. So going out and creating your own business has a really great ring to it, but how to do that is going to be your question. With the Internet now, the how is so much easier because there's so many opportunities. So now it becomes about, okay, what opportunity is going to fit into my lifestyle the best. 
You know, let's do this because I want to back up because you're right on track and I wanted to make sure that we don't miss anything here. We had the stop and breathe. We're talking about how do we get from where we are and let's just call this the gap. If somebody's listening right now and you're not at your full peak potential and that's what second wind success is all about is helping you, a baby boomer, find your second wind in business and in life. So if you're not completely satisfied in every way, shape and form, let's just call this this gap, this halftime. So we're here. How do we get out? One thing you said was stop and breathe. So just stop and breathe. And that in itself is huge. You know me. You guys did an intervention with me yesterday. (laughs) I need to stop and breathe. I'm working on that. Number two, decide what you want is easier said than done. And you flipped it. You said, decide what you don't want. And that's easier to identify that that fear of loss versus the desire for gain is stronger. So I think clarifying that what you don't want is important. Then number three, your values. What do you value? Time, family, spiritual, fitness, whatever it may be, what are your values? And then the lifestyle. So defining what does that lifestyle look like to me? And also trying to do this whole thing without blinders, with blinders on, without comparing yourself to somebody else. Because it's so easy to look at somebody, especially in our visual internet age, and look at somebody else on the internet and say, wow, look at that six pack. You know, look at that perfect vision of human here in front of me. And yet the guy's probably, or the lady's probably a complete mess underneath, and we just don't see that part. We see the physical outer side. So it's very difficult not to compare yourself to somebody else. We have to do that. Put the blinders on. What makes you happy? We had, uh, in one of our previous shows, we talked about a house guest that I had, and, and he was, uh, he and his, my niece, uh, they are together, and they basically don't settle down. They don't have a job in one location. They go from place to place, find a job, work for whatever time they want. They hike, they, they explore, they meet new people, but that's what they do. And it's like most other people say, okay, well, that sounds like you're homeless. Well, no, they're right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> right. They're it's at true. home wherever they go. And that's what's so cool because they came to visit. Hey, we're coming to visit. Great. And they come in. It's like, well, what are your plans? Not, we don't know. You know, how long are you going to be here? here? <laughs> we're not sure. And that was like, we're scratching our head. It's like, okay, is this for two days or two months? I'm not sure right now. Let me point out something here. I think fills in something you were saying earlier, CJ, about values is that bottom line is you got to get you got to get real you got to get out of denial about this there are certain belief systems that i have grown up with that i'm continuing to tag along because our actions are a result of our beliefs and the actions are what pursue what present or produce the results so if you can identify what it is you believe um, or these beliefs that we keep following um, for example, I'm only worth $10 an hour versus I am worth, my bill is $500 an hour. And learn to perhaps embrace new beliefs. Absolutely. Is, Absolutely. So. I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you, but when I finally broke through that uh, $10 an hour idea, I always wanted more, but I just kept getting jobs that were $10 an hour. And that's what they just happened to be paying at that time, supposedly. And I knew other people that were getting paid more. How come I couldn't do that? Well, it was my own issue. Excuse me. And here's the thing. The issue was single parents are poor. Single parents are poor. Single female women mom parents are poor. 
Well, that was my that was my. Oh, belief. that was your mindset. Okay, your belief. It was the belief. Because that's what you grew up with. That's what I grew up with. Because everyone around us that were single women with kids and also on television were all struggling. You didn't ever see a single mom on television doing well. They were always waiting to be rescued. Correct? Mm. Are you with me? Oh yeah. So we have to look at that on the way that we were raised, like, why am I in that space? Where is it that I learned that? Where could I have learned that? And it's very tough. It's a blind spot. Let's face it. If we knew what it was, we would fix it ourselves. So I'm also going to encourage you to have a friend or have groups or go to a professional coach, you know, and, and very, I highly recommend that only because we have blind spots for, you know, blind spots are called blind spots for a reason, right? Right. And that's why <laughs> right. you got to get real and mm-hmm. you got to be real honest. And it's also writing things down and, and, and realizing these are the scripts that I've been following potentially my whole life, which are giving me these results. So if I want different results, I have to start to see things differently. Absolutely. And one of the ways that you can do that, you know, was, hey, okay, let's pretend I didn't have these beliefs that I start at ground zero. What is my first belief that I want to adopt? And you can turn those into affirmations. Like, I believe that a single woman with children can be wealthy. Mm. Just saying it out loud. Just saying it out loud. Um, I will tell you, I recorded it as well. So I was one of those people that uh, went around and and like wrote them all down. I'd write them every morning. I mean, I was in a really low place, so I was doing everything. And that's the other thing that I'd like to share with everyone is um, you still have choices. You still have control no matter, even if you think you don't. I'm telling you right now, you have a, you have a way. There is a way. And just hang on to that. Because you will be able to change it. I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you have illness. I don't care if you're on the street. I don't care if you have a drug abuse problem or alcohol abuse problem. There is a way to get to where you want to go. It does take choices, and I'm not going to tell you it can be easy, but if you're prepared for it to be hard, then you know you can get it done. You know what's important is um, it's called positive association and positive disassociation. Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. Pick and choose your friends wisely, like Mama always told you. But it's also about learning to get rid of the people that are around you that are keeping you down because they're not good examples. So find other women that are single moms that are prospering and successful because they're out there. Find other people that are prospering and having a positive life. Well, we're going to come back to that topic right there. And also, you know, again, stop and breathe. Decide what you want and what you don't want, which is easier for me to do. And then values, your values, and then designing that lifestyle. So that's a great way to kind of get out of the gap and get to where you want to be. And also the concept of don't compare yourself to others. Do it with a blinder on so that it's what makes you happy, what fulfills you. So second wind success, helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. You may be looking for something. And Jim, we're going to continue with that thought. I'm here with CJ Carolyn Matthews, as well as my brother, Jim, who came in from Nashville for the show. And when we come back, what I want to talk about is starting your own business. Because I know a lot of people out there are thinking, maybe I can do something. So we're going to talk about starting your own business and how that might work. This is Gene Garino, second wind success. Keep listening. We'll be right back.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here. And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. Have you ever wondered how mom is doing today? I mean, you're at work, you're comfortable, but is she? Is she okay today? Your mom, your dad, she may need help. He may need help, but you're not sure what to do. I know you're not ready to put mom in a home. Nobody ever is. But here's the deal. Is she able to take care of herself? And if you're not quite sure, you're not quite ready, here's what I did. When my mom needed help, I started to look, and I didn't want a big box solution, 100, 200 people, like an apartment or hotel. I was looking for a home, and I found it. Adagio Gardens, right here in Phoenix, a comfortable home with a group of seniors my mom's own age, dad's own age, where she can be taken care of 24-7. Whether they need medication management or housekeeping and all the food, everything is provided in a very comfortable home life. So if you're looking for a safe place for mom where she can be taken care of, check out Adagio Gardens. I did. Give them a call, 602-430-5382. Adagio Gardens, 602-430-5382. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right, it's Gene Garino back with Second Wind Success, where we help baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. I've got my co-host here with C.J. Carolyn Matthews and also my brother Jim came in from Nashville, Tennessee, and today we're talking about the gap. What do you do when you're in between the where you were and where you want to be? And Second Wind Success is all about finding that, that pathway to your greatest success and what it is that you really want to have happen in your life. And when we talk about what we do, and, you know, Carolyn went through this wonderful thing, stop and breathe. You know, how do we start this whole process? Stop and breathe. Next, decide what you want. And if you find it, like me, harder to do that, how about decide what you don't want? And that right there, just helping you find and define what it is you want and don't want. And then the third piece is your values. What is it that you value? What is it that you find important? What's important to you? And then you can get into the lifestyle. What is that lifestyle that you want? You know, some people would love to just live on a beach and live off of the fruit of the land, go go pick bananas and coconuts and, you know, go in the ocean and, and 
grab a lobster or whatever it may be. And others would say, no, I just want to go to restaurants where it's fine dining. So one is resourcefulness. And I'm out there on the living off the land. The other one is I need the capital, the money to be able to live that lifestyle that I want. So one's not better than the other. They're different. And that's where we don't want to compare ourselves to other people. But one of the things, and you guys are in town because uh, with our business, Residential Assisted Living Academy, and that's one of our sponsors here. And what we do is we teach people how to get in the business of residential assisted living. And that's turning a single family home into an assisted living home where we can make money, but we can also help a lot of people. And that's one of the decisions that I made is that the making money part is easy and fun, but it's helping other people on a purpose for that. So whatever it is you decide you want to do, have a purpose, have a reason for that. It'll drive you to do whatever you want to do. So what we do, and we're here in town uh, strategizing on, on what we do at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. By the way, that's one of our main sponsors here. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go right to the website at ralacademy.com. That's ralacademy.com. Or just give a call if you want to have a conversation at 480-704-3065. 480-704-3065. And by the way, if you want to communicate with us, share with us your story, where you're at, or you want to just have a conversation, send me a quick email at gene, G-E-N-E, at ralacademy.com. That's gene, G-E-N-E, at ralacademy.com. But this segment, let's talk about starting your own business. Because I think for us, it's kind of second nature. What you... You see a need as an entrepreneur and you say, I have a solution, and then we kind of monetize that by putting it together and creating a solution, and then people will pay you for that. And that whole concept of entrepreneurship is so common for me, but as I understand it, not everybody is an entrepreneur. Well, look at what Jim just was talking about just before this was who you associate with and who you hang out with. If you're hanging out with people who are not entrepreneurs or not, don't even think that way, how are you going to get to where you really want to go? Because you need people around you that have um, some ideas that can feed you, can, for lack of a better word, you know, that you can feed off of. And that synergy, it's so much better. Why do you think we have meetup groups on, online or groups on Facebook? It's because we look for other people who are like-minded. So if you know you want something different, you need to go find the five people that you can surround yourself with. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in your local area. I like it better. <laughs> it's a lot more fun. There's a reason why I travel so much now uh, to kind of hang out with you two, you know? <laughs> well, it's like as professionals, the three of us are always out going to other events where there's like-minded professionals because many times they're just not within your reach right next door. Another thing I'll throw in is Look at your other outside influences around you. What music are you listening to? Are you reading any good books? What are you spending your time doing? Could you be doing audio books in the car instead of just listening to, you know, J-Lo? Um, could you be uh, listening to something else other than the, the downtrodden news all the time? So the books you read, the stuff that you're surrounding your environments with is all so important because that's where we – we can get our energy from on a daily basis. So swinging that into starting your own business, if somebody is associating with the right people who are in business, who are solving a need, they've got a solution and they want to start a business, where's a, a good place to start for starting your own business? Where What would be you know, an idea? Like, I love your three steps, CJ. So if you've got one, two, three, here's what to do. 
Lay it on us. I mean, I can give mine, but I want to hear yours. Oh, you want to hear mine? I don't yes. know. Yours, yours sound good too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. You say you say one first, and then I'll all say right. one. So my my first thought is first of all, what what do you see in your own environment that inspires you? And if you see a need, if there's something that people need, now the question is, is that something that inspires you? Because I may see something that's a need, but it doesn't turn me on like, wow, I'm going to stop the car, get out of this car, and fix this problem. Whether it be somebody stranded on the side of the road where, boy, I'm going to learn how to be a mechanic and I can drive around in a car and help stranded, mm, that's not me. I'll stop and push your car off the road, but I'm not. So it's got to be something that you see a need, but it inspires you. So finding a need that inspires you is kind of a starting point. Okay, my turn. The first thing is what's your passion? What do you love doing? Passion. Okay, it can be anything. So in Oklahoma, where I spend some of my time, uh, line dancing. There are people who make a lot of money line dancing, really? teaching line dancing. Ah, uh, teaching it. And, yes, and teaching line dancing and creating new line dances that are taught at, at line dancing conventions. Not only that, but they go worldwide and they do that. Now, it's not, an, it's not just country. You've got hip-hop line dancing. You've got um, any type of music you do have. Do they get a royalty like, for a dance they create? I don't think so. I think they I think they just write it out like you've created a lot of them and you go to seminars. There's a lot of people who make money in seminars. This yep. is the same thing that they do. So I wanted to pick something passion. that you're passionate about and I'm here to tell you if you're passionate about it there's somebody making good money doing it. I think you also have to be careful though. The the other side of that is be careful not to turn hobby into a business because many times you ruin the fun of the hobby. Oh, you got to make sure yeah. it has real business value. So the first thing I do, Gene, whenever I think of something is I automatically assume that somebody's already thought of it. And so I'll go out and I'll research. So if I wanted to get into line dancing, I say, wow, that's pretty cool. There's a lot of people that might want to do that. I'll find out by just getting on the internet and researching, finding out there's probably a lot of smart people have already capitalized on that and made a business venture out of it. And maybe is there room for me too, if I want to do that kind of thing, or is it already too filled? So, th I, and this is good. We'll just do this round robin. Mm -hmm. I said, find a need. You said, define your passion. What are you passionate about? And then, Jim, the, one of the things you brought up was the idea of make sure that this is uh, has business value. There is, you can turn it into a business. Don't turn your hobby into a business or it can, it can ruin it. So that's, that's kind of what you and I did for years. We'd, I know with we'd music. We'd take one thing to the next and we'd, uh, <laughs> until we started to do real estate investing. And that's true. Real yeah. estate is the one thing that you can definitely make good money at. And and that's great. But the making money has to have more. That's why I love about the assisted living. There's a real real estate component in there, but the business aspect and helping other people. So let's keep going down that path. One of the Let's go right around. One of the things that I think that people really need to understand when you're starting your own business is being undercapitalized can be a real problem. So starting on a shoestring where I'm just going to start something up with no capital or very little capital is wonderful. But if you're really going to have a business, you need to count the costs. So you understand what it's going to take because usually up front, there's a lot of investment of time, money, effort. So that money part, undercapitalization, if you don't have the money to launch this business and carry it through to the point where it can now generate money for you, that can be a real problem. So. Make sure you know what those costs are. Yeah, we can talk even more about that. I wouldn't even mind doing a whole segment on 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 how to get money because nowadays there's a lot of crowdfunding that goes on and you may be poor, you might be on the street, but you create something that people are very interested in and you can do some crowdfunding. So that would be a really fun one to talk about. So the second thing I do is I do research. So it's his it's 
it's Jim's first, my second, which is I do research, but not only into the business, but into businesses that might be close to it, but not exactly like it. And I'm, I'm never worried if there's too much competition because be, it used to be a worry, but not anymore because each of you out there have what I call in the marketing business a USP. It's called a unique selling proposition. So you're never basing it, again, you're never basing it on price um, or the competition. You're just making sure that what you have is good enough that you can sell it to somebody. Which brings me to my third one, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in. You go want for me? It. No, I want to hear Jim's All second. Right. But I got a good third. All one. right, okay, you got it. I've lost track. I don't know where well, we are. We, we, I talked about <laughs> capitalization. Make sure you know what the costs are, and then you, one of the things you talk about is do the research. But also, each one of us has a unique selling position. That's what I wrote down. Right, right. Because it, when you do your research, even because a lot of people are like, oh, somebody's already done that already. Well, sure they have. Thank God, because mm. then you don't have to. You don't have to go out there and beat the bushes and and figure it all out. You you know that somebody wants to buy their stuff because there's already one or two or three. There's competition, so don't worry about too much and don't worry about um, it being out there. You definitely want somebody already out there doing it. it. Makes it a lot easier for you. So Jim has a second way of if you're going into business of yourself for yourself, he says. <laughs> Well, you like back to what you were saying earlier, you've got to have the passion. You've got to have the heart to stick it out no matter what. And, you know, we talk about being an entrepreneur. Very few people really are entrepreneurs. And you've got to be very real with that about, your, about yourself. Uh, some people are made for this and some aren't. Some would rather they really expect they're just going to get a paycheck by starting a business. And that's not reality. Uh, you start a business and you invest in it on with a lot of time. Uh, the resources perhaps you don't have. You might have to sell things to make it happen. You might have to leverage your credit. You might have to uh, ask other people if they'd like to be involved in some way. So you've got to put your neck on the line many times to really run a business. I'm going to say this is what I love about the Internet. There, It does not take a lot of money to make money if you have a certain skill set. And marketing those, on the Internet. Yes, marketing yeah. on the Internet or being a social media person where you're doing some kind of management. There are tons of jobs out there. And I just, I want to encourage people because when we talk about starting a business, we're talking about starting a business. But there are a lot of, you know, what we used to call cottage home industries, one of which is social media, that you don't need a lot of money to get into. So if you're in a place where you don't have any money there, again, go to the internet, start looking, start investigating, start figuring out what are businesses I can get into that don't have a lot of money that will put money in my pocket at some point in the near future? Now, was that your third major no, point? No, okay. it was not. It, was, gonna, it was a tag on to Jim. Right, I'm going to come back I, to I it. I was writing his coattails. But, Jim, I'm trying to – the word that I wrote down when you were speaking was commitment. you got to be committed. You have to understand that it's not always going to work out. You really have to be committed. You have to be all in. As Yoda says, you either do or you don't. If you try, you'll fail. You have to do it. And that commitment of I may have to sell things, borrow money – do whatever it takes to be successful is going to get you through those gaps, hard times, roadblocks, whatever we want to call it. So let's just review because then we're going to do one more and I'm going to let you start because I'm curious where you're going here. Hang on for a second because we have the concept of, number one, I said find a need. 
passion is what CJ said, and then the idea of make sure it has business value. Then I talked about make sure you have the capital, so the capitalization of it. And then we talked about doing the research and having a USP. Each one of us has our own unique selling position. Jim talked about commitment. We're talking about what does it take to be an entrepreneur and what does it take to start your own business. And notice we're talking very high-level philosophical. We're not talking nuts and bolts. Go get a website. Get a brochure. Because you have those things, of course, but in Second Wind Success, all about finding that success, your second wind success in business and in life. So, CJ, what is it you want to share? The third thing in my list of all of this is learn how to sell. Anybody can do it. Um, I happen to enjoy it. I might be the weird one. I don't know. Um, But I'm also in a room with another set of entrepreneurs. If you can learn how to sell, even if you hate it, um, and there's a lot of things around salespeople and, you know, the negativity, but but you're selling all the time. I mean, that's the truth. If you're married, if you go on a date, if you try to convince somebody, if you're negotiating. Eat your peas. Yeah, eat your peas. <laughs> the inside joke, folks. Um, <laughs> we'll tell it to you sometime. Um, the, truth, the truth of the matter is if you can sell and negotiate, because those two kind of go hand in hand to me, um, you can be successful in whatever you choose to, to do. That's a great one. Yeah, you know, people don't realize, but selling is really the highest paid profession because anybody who gets anywhere in life knows how to communicate, they know how to persuade, and good selling is not about manipulating people. It's about giving them what they want, the way they want it, and seeing if you can come to a meeting of the minds. And sometimes you don't close the sale, and that's okay. There's somebody who needs and wants your business, your service, your product. I've always said that... um, what makes a good salesperson, so there's always, if you take the number of 10, there's always going to be two people who buy, two people who don't buy. It's the six in between that make you a good salesperson and negotiator. It's really the truth, right? So this whole show is all about, sometimes we're in the gap, sometimes we get knocked down, sometimes we're at a point in life where things didn't work out just the way we wanted to, and we need to get up. So part of this is surrounding yourself with the right people, listening to the right influences, and Second Wind Success is one of those influences where today we had guests here, Jim sharing from his personal experience and CJ sharing from hers and mine as well. But if you do want to get out of that gap, we need to surround ourselves with the right people and influences, music and so on. In addition to that, if you want to start your own business, find a need something that you're passionate about, something where you can put your whole heart into it and get committed on it. In addition to that, it has to have business value. And then we also talked about having the right capitalization and having the research to know what your unique selling position is, being committed to that. So there's so much that goes into that and also the concept of making sure that you know how to sell and negotiate. So Second Win Success, we'll touch on all of those topics. I appreciate you listening and being here with us. I want you to make sure you listen to all of our past shows and be here for the next ones as well. Second Wind Success, helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. Thank you for joining us this week. Second Wind Success with Gene Garino can be heard every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to stay the course. Good times are just ahead.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.